Welcome back, I read the bugs guarantee, but it's a shot I know the streets coming to you from Sin City LV, this is the office of vitamin Z, maybe we are cooking this up, this ain't bakery, this is like chemistry, this ain't like cooking, you got to be exactly, that is unfortunately the way things gotta be sometimes. Sometimes you can't, you don't get the flexibility of missing out on this and then making it up later with this. Nah, it's either that one time, one shot, one opportunity, making the muffins, you know, bacon. And if you mess up a little bit, add a little too much butter, whatever the case may be, shh, fuck the whole thing up. But if I add a little too much salt here, I can add this, I can mix this, I can do that. There's a lot of things you can, flexibility in the kitchen. But when you're baking, different story. Anyway, ep last episode, that's just what I was thinking about when I started recording. Anyway. The last episode, I was talking about authenticity and being yourself in a way where you don't have to constantly be going back and forth with yourself based off what Humble the Poet said about authenticity of yourself and that being the most sustainable option for yourself. Sustainability is key on the micros and macros on our, within ourselves and the planet. And I've been focusing on the macro, but that's why people like Humble the Poet bring me back down to the micro. The sustainability of yourself, because if you can be authentic, most of the time, the consistency part, what you can be is then somebody that isn't someone you're pretending to be. It is just you. And you can be just you and be the most productive version of you. Because sometimes you yourself are holding yourself back from things that you actually want to do. And there's other, there's so many factor, factors that could be in there depending on the case, depending on the person. But at the end of the day, you know, like Andre 3000 said, I mentioned before in the, in the uh, Broken Record podcast that sometimes your brain looks for problems that are not there. Sometimes we do have problems that are there and we don't know they're there. Or sometimes we see the effects of them being there, but we don't know what is this called? Why is this there? We just know that it's something, but we don't know how to put a name on it yet. So, you know, like in philosophy, because I talk about epistemology, but one of my favorite classes was existentialism and the concept of authenticity in Heidegger's um, German philosopher being in time has resulted in many different interpretations by several authors and critics. You know, some of these critiques claim that most other takes on authenticity, authenticity fail to properly understand it. You know, there's a lot of contrast in opinions on the existentialism perspective on authenticity versus Heidegger's opinion. Even Nietzsche, or how do you pronounce his name? This is German philosopher Nietzsche. Nietzsche's take on free will and Heidegger's examination of the Dyson, D-A-S-E-I-N, the Dyson authenticity and what it implies about people is not always clear cut. But, you know, in a good, inadequate analysis of authenticity in its relation to the meaning of one existence, I think comes from like an existentialist consideration of authenticity and free will and what Heidegger actually wrote on the matter, you know. Because what it means to be authentic in regard to humans is perceived differently depending on the context. On one hand, human beings, you know, as, as human beings, we all make decisions and actions that we choose to do. But do those choices generally reflect with what we as the person wanted to do? Because people, you know, a lot of people, they did commit an action. And that choice should be an authentic expression of that person. But authenticity also implies a sense of free will. If one does not have the freedom to willingly do what they desire, can they then be authentic to their true self? Nietzsche argues that free will is an illusion based on a misreading of people's experiences. Because you'd be surprised that sometimes what you remember, what you recall, what you have in your memory is like isn't really, isn't really accurate. It's not really what you thought it could be. That's why using kids in courts... Is a horrible way of using them as a witness. 
because people, you know, as, as kids, especially with the brain still developing and everything, it's like what you really choose to remember. And that's just one of the scariest things with like the movie Inception, like the difference between like the dream and the real life. So Nietzsche also states that like people go through constraint, impulsion, pressure, resistance, and motion. These are sort of like the feelings and experiences we go through, and they forget, and we people forget that these actions have stemmed from what he calls like a psychological necessity to do things and not from an authentic or self-reflective desire to do them. So I mean like there's pressure for you, there's pressure for a lot of people to follow a certain political opinion, to follow a certain religion, right? Not every country has a way for you to just simply choose whatever uh, political party or whatever that you wanted to go to. Even when there's freedom of choice, you know, it all goes back to like even is there... What freedoms are there really in some places versus others? You know, this analysis of free will could be like in a reference to the lives of people that are almost robotic in a sense and and filled with routine. You know, what quote-unquote like averageness, what Heidegger states lies in the mode of inauthenticity. Just simply people moving and rolling, rolling, sorry, in like a... In a, a as cogs in a machine because there's two modes of being you can be there's you can be authentic or you can be inauthentic you know all these two modes are just authentic authenticity and inauthenticity but heidegger notes that being inauthentic doesn't make one less being so you you know you the the thing with this fuck shit is like talking about existentialism existentialism that it feels like in a way that it contradicts a lot of conventional people's ways of thinking in terms of like you are born with everything pre-written you know and eric would say maktub you know the sort of destiny of god writing this path writing this world so everything's pretty much going to play out the way someone else has planned to play this out versus thinking no i'm born then i'm going to live through my life and define everything that i choose to define the meaning of my life and everything and you being the writer instead of saying that it's already been rewritten for you. But it's, it's, it's crazy to think of it in that sense. And like people like Sartre and um, Simone de Beauvoir. And they're like, well, our married couple was still, you know, pretty top up there as existentialists. Because to sort of explore from the opposite. And you have to include so many different perspectives when you want to evaluate, you know, your beliefs, your opinions, and then the order of the world and these different subjects and shit like that. You always want to be brought in yourself. And, you know, it's, it's I like to have conversations with different people. I like to have conversations on different topics. And it's good to have conversations where you, you know, I like to have I like to have five more five times more conversations of me listening than once talking. I try to keep that the ratio five to one. Like I had, I had another great teacher that I forgot his name actually at this technical school I went to in Vegas, and it was I think a class called like Tools for Success, and we were going over something. And he said it's a five to one ratio. You want to listen five times more than you talk. So some people might see me in a conversation like, damn, this guy talks a lot. Yeah, in this conversation, but I'm having four other conversations. Besides this one, where I was listening, or at least I was trying to listen more than talking, because you, both ways, you know, you can be quiet, you can be loud, it doesn't matter. You know, you're gonna change depending on when you're with people. It doesn't mean that is inauthentic. There are just different. There's different ways of being you. There's different ways of of expressing yourself because you we all have different layers like ogres. Yeah, ogres like layers, like onions. You know what I'm saying? If you ever watch Shrek, you know that reference. Because being an authentic, 
is is people's everyday existence of falling into the society around them and forgetting their true self rather than being unique individuals people prefer to listen to popular music wear the same clothes as their friends and use the same colloquial words the choices people make reflect their like submissiveness to the status quo around them because this type of being in everydayness is named the they by heidegger the they quote unquote keeps everyone average and being inauthentic is not being stated as a negative critique by heidegger but merely as an existential observation you got to be observing, like Russell Brand said, you got to be observing what you're feeling, not being what you're feeling. And you have to constantly put yourself in, a, in a, an observation state. That's one of the things weed has taught me, actually, was ways to observe things and let things flow down a river of thought rather than obsessing over things. Because, you know, I'm an anxious person. I can be anxious with and without weed. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm always constantly the anxious person. However, how am I going to deal with it? Because, you know, smoking is not an escape. If you, Because you can escape at any time. Right. For those that think, you know, weed is like an escape, you can escape at any time. You can escape being sober. You can escape being drunk. You can escape through television. You can escape. You can avoid the shit and just lie to yourself every single fucking day. You know what I'm saying? Or you can find ways and tools to help you analyze, observe and react differently. Right. And put yourself in different positions to conquer the things that you still need to accomplish. On a micro and macro, on the things you got to do for your job, all these different things, right, you know, but just can't allow stigma to reinterpret that interpretation. And that's just a micro case, micro example of the sort of authenticity, the sort of like keeping track with yourself and trying to be sustainable. But also at the same time, we're always documenting, right, because what some people thought was sustainable for the short term, what thought was authentic of themselves at the beginning, like Sigmund Freud, you know, he was doing cocaine at first. And he thought cocaine was one of the first greatest fucking things he ever discovered, even sent the letter, you know, talking about it and how happy he was about it to his wife and sent a little bit to her only to realize later, like oh actually no stop like scratch everything i fucking said about that shit so certain things you find different things about later and things about yourself changes later you know what i'm saying some people start so rebellious young forget about that rebellious nature politically for example through their life like with maybe Catalonia independence or whatever the situation wherever geographically that person is and then uh, through old age that conservatism or that rebellious whatever whatever it was comes back and that shapes you know senior politics and things like that so that's just a little bit of a bridging some things that i've um taken before in this class existentialism with some of the things that i've been seeing now and put it all in relation to sort of the micro and macro context of the philosophy behind this podcast which by now, if you listen to this, you listen to this just a little bit. You won't be spitting micros and macros, baby. I got you. Um, yeah, this is a little bit over, but uh, 11 minutes is still good. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. And tune in. Share this. Much love. Take care.